going to turn things back over to the garden guru, Mr. Mark Weber, so he can take us into hour two of this morning's edition of Garden Talk. Good morning. Hi. Did, what did you learn in the last hour of Garden oh, Talk? Oh, you're going to get me with that again. <laughs> You gotta be listening. Oh, There's man. so much important stuff going no, on here. It's not to say I don't listen. I hear you, yeah, but I don't. But yeah, I can't discern yeah, what is yeah, being said. Yeah, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do apologize. Yeah. I know. Uh, oh, yeah. well, you know, in the last hour of Garden Talk, we talked about how to control poison ivy. We talked about how to fix a tomato plant that got blown over in the wind. And beyond that, we gave you great information about so much to do in your landscape and how to do it. Well, in the second hour of Garden Talk, we're going to do that plus a whole bunch more. So give us a call at 457-1290 as we continue the second hour of Garden Talk right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning, and welcome to the the second hour of Garden Talk right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. My name is Mark Weber, and I have hosted this legendary broadcast called Garden Talk for 28 years, and I would love to hear your voices today at 457-1290 on this most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful June morning. Um, Excuse me, July morning. I will take any July with the morning at 57 degrees Fahrenheit over over 74 or 75 in the morning. Uh, it makes everybody in a good mood. So for the next uh, two hours, we'll be taking your telephone calls. If you're just tuning in. This is a show called Garden Talk, and uh, I'm your host, Mark Weber. I have hosted this show 28 years, and I have enjoyed every last millisecond of it. And what we do here on Garden Talk is help you with whatever your challenging landscape matters may be. Um, Let's say that you've got uh, a problem with your landscape. Maybe you've got a problem with your your, uh, garden. Maybe you've got a problem with your lawn. Uh, We've got got solutions to those problems at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. And I would love to hear from you. Let's head back to the telephone lines and do what we do best, which is help you. Let's go talk to Raymond. Raymond, good morning. Good morning, Mark. How you doing? I'm good, Raymond. How can I be of service to you today? Hey, I just got a question about cantaloupe plant. Back in uh, March, I cut open a uh, cantaloupe and threw the seeds out in the ground. And my wife said it was too cold, they won't come up, but they came up. And uh, she just took a shovel and dug them up once the plant started to grow and just threw the plant down on the ground without replanting them. Yeah. And she put the tomato plants where I threw the cantaloupe seeds at. I know. I'm going to have to give you fair warning here. Okay. Raymond, okay. I am a plant counselor. I am not a marriage counselor. Okay, <laughs> I don't know how many over the years I have I have I have witnessed disputes between husband and wives about their plants and how to manage their landscape. So I promise you that I am not. I I will be a fair arbitrator in this matter. Okay. Oh, but. I don't have no problem with my wife. I oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I just <laughs> wanted to get that out in the front. That if I'm not going to get in the middle between you and your wife, because that could be a dangerous situation, you know. But go ahead. I'm just surprised that I'm just surprised that the cantaloupe was still growing what? without her uh, replanting them. Well, and <laughs> there's about there's about twenty blooms, maybe thirty blooms on the plant. Okay. And and I was wondering. Uh, is there anything special that I should do with the plant? My wife said I should put uh, straw or something underneath it. Or has, has, it, has, it, has it formed any cantaloupes yet? Not yet. There's, uh, like I said, there's about 20 to 30 blooms on Okay, it, so. so let's kind of talk about what we should be doing, okay? 
Um, okay. we, we first of all don't want to want to be applying any insecticides near those blooms because right. there's a really good chance that we could poison the bees and we need the bees for the pollination. Um, second, I got plenty of bees. Yeah. So, so the second the second piece of this is is that um, because this came from what a, a store bought cantaloupe, right? They kind of like you, it, it sowed itself, right? Yes, sir. Got okay. Store. That's probably a what they call a Western style cantaloupe, and they typically take a little longer to ripen than what the ones that we typically grow around here. So you're probably going to be looking at something that when it does ripen and it's time to pick it, it's probably going to be closer to late August or early September. So I want to make sure you're clear on that. That's what I was figuring, August, September. Yeah, so let's put, I would suggest, like your, your wife's really smart lady, um, go ahead and put some straw around the plant to kind of control the weeds and conserve the moisture. Okay. I was going to ask about uh, water and how often I should do that. You need about an inch to inch and a half about every uh, five to seven days. And so okay. when so when you water it, what I would do, and this is really an easy way to water uh, vegetables that, in, in, in like this, uh, you drink you you drink milk. Yes, sir. Take a gallon jug of an, an empty gallon jug milk jug, um, and you can poke some holes in the bottom of the milk jug. And then you can put a little stake next to the base of the of the of the of the plant, and then uh, you can tie that milk jug full of water right next to the plant and let it kind of drip out, and give it a slow drip and probably fill that up about one about twice a week. Okay. And you've got yourself a great little watering device. Now let's talk a little bit real quickly about how to pick this pick this cantaloupe when it forms. Okay. Because this is probably the most critical thing that most people make the biggest mistake about. Um, when you pick melons, and melons being like uh, cantaloupe or muskmelon or watermelon or Crenshaw melon or honeydew. Um, I, you notice I put the honeydew at the end because you're... Right. Yeah. <laughs> honeydew does that was a joke. Yeah. That was a joke. I'm sorry. The honeydew. Um when those when that melon ripe when that melon ripens it it has a little capsule like structure attached to the stem that's connected to the fruit okay correct and when it's ripe when it's ready to pick it, you can just take your finger and put a little pressure on it and it'll pop off and the way okay. that we call that full slip and half slip so if you can take your finger and just like just press on it just enough that it just pops right off. In the case of, of cantaloupe and, and or muskmelon, um, then that's full slip and it's ready to eat. If you push it up on it, that it falls off, but half of the um, cap comes off and the other half stays on the melon. That's what we call half slip. And if it's half slip, then you need to sit, let it set out at room temperature and let it ripen for a few more days before you eat it. In the case of right. in case of watermelon, um, the way that you pick a watermelon is that where the stem is connected to the fruit, there are what they call a tendril. And a tendril is these little modified stems that kind of like curly cue, like a little curly cue, and it's very tender. And right. you follow it up to the first tendril. When the first tendril dies or turns brown, that's when a watermelon's ready to pick. Don't that's good to know. Don't thump it. Don't beat on it. I see. I go to the store. I see people look like a rock and roll band beating on their watermelons. Okay, you don't need to do that. Okay, when a watermelon's ripe, the only reason you know that it's ripe is when that tendril dies back on the thing. You know, I. I've seen people just make a mess out of it. It drives me crazy, Raymond. Speaking of a of a beef, I go to the store, and you ever watch people take sweet corn and shuck it at the store? Yes, I have. That is the most disgusting behavior I've ever seen out of human beings in a store. You know what? All you have to do is put your hand around the end of the sweet corn, and you can feel it if it's ripe or not, and if it's full, just by the touch. You don't have to strip it down. 
It always kills me how people will strip their sweet corn and have two little kernels at the tip that have a little bit of discolor and go, ooh, I'm not going to buy that, even though they wouldn't even eat it if they could. So I'll quit off. Now, <laughs> when it comes to the uh, cantaloupe or watermelon, either one, do you have to turn in any on the plant? No. Okay, because my wife said uh, sometimes you might have to turn them. No. This isn't in baking cookies. <laughs> you're, not, you're not flipping hamburgers here. <laughs> you're growing melons. Okay. Sounds good to me. I tell you what, uh, Raymond, you're a good good sport. Thanks for the call. <laughs> All right, Mark. I've had the wife try to call about four times since we've been on the phone. So you have a good day. All right. Enjoy your afternoon. Take care, Raymond. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. See. His wife was trying to tell him he had to go flip his melons. <laughs> that was fun. When we come back, we'll be taking your calls at 457-1290. Do you flip your melons? <laughs> On AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. <sighs> That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the original mattress factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original mattress factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. Originalmattress.com Selling mattresses the traditional way isn't the best way. Most are made in a large factory and shipped hundreds of miles to a retailer's warehouse, where the retailer then marks them up and up before finally selling and delivering them. At the Original Mattress Factory, we take a straightforward approach. We have eliminated the extra steps and created a direct line from our factory to you, saving you hundreds of dollars. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. Could you retire sooner than you think and with greater financial security? Hello, I'm David Gaylor, president of Tradewinds Financial Group. I'm also the author of Income Allocation. You will learn strategies to create a dependable, sustainable, and predictable income stream for your retirement. You'll also learn critical information about the two risks you must manage for a successful retirement. Learn more about these strategies and give Tradewinds Financial Group a call. 800-385-0437. That's 800-385-0437. Grismer Tire and the Dayton Philharmonic Volunteer Associations, its instrumental, are collecting new and gently used band instruments. They'll be repaired or reconditioned and loaned to local students in the Miami Valley. Help students shine musically. Donate at any Grismer Tire location by July 31st. We specialize in new flagpole sales and installations. Call us at 461-FLAG or visit Creative Banners, Flags, and Poles in our Kettering Showroom at 1006 East Dorothy Lane. Stop in and learn about our line of gifts and new selection of Ohio wines. You know that summer weather is unpredictable. Remember that when you hear these tones. You are never more than a few minutes away from urgent Storm Center weather information. Storm Center 7 on the radio is on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody. It is 721. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Lots of sunshine today with a high near 83, mainly clear skies tonight. It'll be a pleasant night, low down to 59. More sunshine for Sunday and getting warmer, a high near 87. I'm meteorologist Josh Poland on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The current scan, excuse me, I had to yawn there for a moment. The current scan of the new Life Doppler HG7 radar is completely clear. It is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Saturday morning here in 
good old Southern Dayton. And uh, we'd love to hear your voices today on Garden Talk 457-1290. I do want to remind you, in the last hour of uh, Garden Talk, uh, we always do what they call the wild and crazy last hour of Garden Talk, where we do what plant I am and a whole bunch more. And so if you've got a gardening question, right now is a really good time to be giving us a call at 457-1290. That's 457-1290 if you've got a question about your landscape, your 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 garden, how to deal with the bug problems in your lawn. Maybe you've got questions about weed control. Well, we've got solutions and answers for you at 457-1290 on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Garden Talk starts every Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern and we run till 9 and we love helping you with whatever is going on in your gardening world. And uh, we would love to talk to you about uh, what is happening. Um, You know, I wanted to bring up a topic that's an an interesting topic to me on many different fronts. And uh, it's how we take care of our trees. Um, You know, trees do a lot of good things for us. And one of the things they do is give us shade in the summertime. Um, And they also are are, are a, a, a Of all the plants you can put in your landscape that adds more value to your home, it's a tree. Um, But by far, one of the most mistreated parts of anybody's landscape in many cases is a tree. (laughs) And a lot of it comes from the standpoint that a lot of folks don't understand that trees require maintenance and trees require proper pruning. Um, I'm going to begin to say is that pruning is one of these things that if it's done right, it's a really good thing. If it's not done right, it's a really bad thing. And what it ends up doing is causing more long-term problems for your plants. Um, And many cities and municipalities uh, understand that trees provide enormous benefits for the city and the municipality. And uh, I would encourage you, if wherever you may live, to become part of a tree board to help shape and mold the policies of how trees are managed in your city and town. 457-1290, let's go talk to Dick. Dick, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Uh, The problem we've got, or just noticed in the last couple of days, is uh, we got the Japanese beetle up in our linden tree, and they're making havoc of the, you know, all the leaves. And I was wondering what the best thing is to do to maybe stop them. Well, first of all, Dick, like we talked earlier this morning, Japanese beetles have been pretty pretty abundant this year. Um, okay. Generally speaking, there are insecticides out there that will do a really good job on Japanese beetles, like seven. Um, but keep in mind, and this is a part that I'm going to say to you, is in many cases it may not be necessary to kill the Japanese beetles. And this is why they're very cyclic, meaning that once they eat they're they are pretty much going to be done. And the, and the tree in most cases will relief out from the damage that occurred. And it will not have much adverse effects on that plant's long-term health, unless you're at a place where you're getting nearly a hundred percent defoliation. Well, it's not that bad yet. It just started probably the last few days, but there's a lot of lot of leaves laid on the ground below yeah. the tree right now. And 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 Dick, what you will find is a lot of times they will graze, particularly on linden. They will graze on the sunny side of the tree and leave the other part of the tree alone. Oh, okay. And 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 I'll give you an example. I have um, I have little leaf linden and large leaf linden in my home landscape. And I can tell you they've been there for over 15 years. And every summer on the southwest side, they get they get a little bit of a Japanese beetle hit. And that's about it. Okay. <laughs> and every year they grow without a bit of, bit of help, without, without a bit of, bit of challenge. The other thing, Dick, that you can, the other thing to think about, too, is Japanese beetles can be easily killed by planting geraniums in your landscape. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. Yeah, Dr. Potter down at the University of Kentucky did a study a few years back where he 
would take Japanese beetles and he would offer them a rose to eat, a linden to eat, or a, a linden tree to eat, okay? Okay. And then he would offer them the opportunity to eat a geranium. And the Japanese beetle would choose the geranium over the linden, over the over the rose plant, and all the other plants that they would offer. You know why? Why is that? Because when Japanese beetles eat 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 uh, geraniums, they become inebriated. They become drunk. They become stoned. And uh, in fact, Dr. Potter's study found that even after they woke up from their inebriated state of being drunken by the geranium. They would go back to the geranium before they would the linden or the rose plant. Oh, that's that's interesting. I never knew that. So what I always advise clients, that particularly that they'd want to reduce the amount of pesticides in their landscape, that's where I would suggest planting geraniums and particularly plant using um, like climbing hydrangea. I mean, excuse me, climbing geranium, the ivy um, ivy geranium in the landscape. Oh, okay. You would be amazed how many Japanese beetles will go to these go to these plants, nibble on them, and get drunken off their off their little thoraxes. You know, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of fun if you think about it <laughs> that way. But uh, you might put you know hang a few uh, ivy geraniums in your in your linden tree. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, one other quick question: uh, We're getting uh, a couple of magnolia trees going to be planted this week. Uh, is that something I should be concerned about with the with the beetles? No, it's just linden trees they attack more or less. Well, again, well, go through other. You know, if if I, I have probably in my career I've seen so limited damage with Japanese beetle on magnolia, I wouldn't even worry about it. Okay. Okay. That was my concern. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, sir. And have a good day. Okay. okay. You bet. Four five seven twelve ninety. Let's go back to the telephone lines. Let's tell you what. Uh, let's go talk to Bethany. Bethany, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm just fine. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. How can I help? Uh, yes, I would like to plant a hedge that gets quite tall, at least 12 feet, and I would like it to be a fast-growing hedge. We have a, uh, um, a business across the street that is getting lovely people don't get me wrong but their their car lot is just getting a little too full for backyard dealing okay um well first of all we need to figure out what kind of soil you got what type of light conditions to make that decision so i'm going to say that magical word again go get a soil test okay Okay. Soil test. You also probably want to do a light light meter to figure out how much available light is in that site. And then okay. from there, look at the overhead and underground utilities. And you may want to work with a certified arborist or, or a qualified horticulturalist to help you make those kind of decisions to come up with a long-term viable planting plan that fits your needs and also reduces your maintenance. On AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. On it. It's 730. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO news update. Our top story we're following this hour. A man still in critical condition after his car explodes. Fourth of July weekend. What cops think are the, is the cause. Plus a look at cooler temperatures throughout the entire weekend. Perfect weather for any outdoor activity this weekend. I'm meteorologist Josh Poland. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic is all clear out there on this Saturday morning. We're not seeing any reported accidents or any slowdowns out there on the freeways for you to worry about. Remember to drive safely. And our top story in Dayton, investigators piecing together what exactly led to a car explosion on Delphos Avenue. Kashan Rivers was severely burned in his car on 4th of July evening after what cops expect to be a fireworks-related explosion. Several people nearby suffered minor injuries. One man even came to the rescue after the explosion. You see some stuff that you've never seen before in life. And this is one of the things that I've never experienced in life. 
I never want to see it again. News Center 7's Kate Bartley says the bomb squad is working to learn if these were commercial-grade fireworks. A University of Wisconsin wrestler and an Urbana native is dead after a car crash in Illinois. 21-year-old Eli Stickley was a current wrestler at the University of Wisconsin. Trooper said Stickley went off the road, overcorrected, and rolled his car into oncoming traffic. That's News Center 7's James Brown. He says Stickley is the nephew of U.S. Representative Jim Jordan. He was also a standout wrestler at Graham High School and a state champion in 2014. The university posting a memorial statement on social media Friday. Well, high temperatures for today looking to be lower than average for this time of year, and that's going to feel nice after the week we've had so far. We'll see a high around 87 degrees. Won't be uh, too humid to wrap up the weekend, but the heat and humidity do return next week. Meteorologist Josh Poland has a look at the exclusive 24-hour forecast right now. Lots of sunshine today with a high near 83, mainly clear skies tonight. It'll be a pleasant night, low down to 59. More sunshine for Sunday and getting warmer, a high near 87. I'm meteorologist Josh Poland on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar is looking all clear this hour. It's looking bright and sunny from our studio here on South Main Street in Dayton, warming up ever so slightly, 57 degrees in Troy and Springfield and in Dayton at 733. I'm Jonah Adi on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. Wild Birds Unlimited. The summer bird food sale is on at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering. Our custom seed blends contain high quality fresh seed. Try our no mess blends that are perfect for summer feeding because they leave no mess under your feeder. You'll keep your yard tidy and you're sure to attract a wonderful variety of beautiful birds to your yard too. And while you're getting great deals on the best bird food in town, check out all the wonderful garden decor ideas we have to make your backyard a beautiful summer sanctuary. You'll find a wide selection of bird baths, chimes, garden art, and of course we have the highest quality bird feeders, many of them being made in America and offering lifetime guarantees. All 20 pound bags of seed are on sale. And don't forget, Daily Savings Club members save an extra 5% off the sale price of the best bird food in town at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering at Far Hills and Stroop across from Town & Country Shopping Center. Stop in and save today. Wild Birds Unlimited, we bring people and nature together. Hi folks, it's me again, and I'm cooking in the sun just like you are. But you know, you can still plant those trees and shrubs right now, and with proper watering, still gain a full summer's growth. We keep our garden center fully stocked all summer long with thousands of good, healthy trees, shrubs, evergreens, perennials, and annuals, because we know that some folks just can't get it all done in the spring. Also this time of year, there are lots of bargains all over our six-acre nursery and greenhouses. We have potted rose bushes as low as $14.95, plats of annuals starting at $12.95, and hanging baskets as low as $6.95. We still have a great selection of Rose of Sharon, Boxwoods, Hydrangeas, and Barberry. So come out to 1309 Brant Pike, and remember, we're open seven days. This is WHIO's Clark Howard. I save you money, and the gang at WHIO work hard to bring you live breaking weather, traffic, and news right here. WHIO. How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, Mr. Tisher. Good morning, sir. I tell you what, if there ever was a summer where people may start to think about getting rid of that old existing lawn, this very well may be the summer, Mr. Tisher. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I wrote a little blog for you and and uh, you know when you when you when you get your, your carpet in your house gets tired and old and looking terrible and uh, just been there forever, uh, what do you do? You 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 replace it. So the same is true for your outdoor carpet, your lawn. When you have a tired old lawn that just has all kinds of problems to it, weeds that you can't control, uh, maybe you've got some grading issues uh, and whatnot. Uh, July is an absolute fantastic time to just get rid of everything that's driving you crazy in your yard. In other words, spray it with glyphosate, 
and sometimes it might take a couple applications, but you got the whole month of July to, to do this, and yes, you'll have a brown dead yard for, for uh, two or three weeks in, uh, in July, but that use that time to make sure you got all your... Uh, all those problem grasses and weeds completely eliminated, mm-hmm. and then we get into, you know, we're only, Mark, uh, the year's flying by. We're only, oh, I don't know, six or eight weeks from uh, from perfect seeding time. Fall seeding time starts, in my book, about August 15th, and so use July to get rid of all your problems, and then uh, select the right grass seed, and take the time to find the right grass seed, and and do your homework, and uh, just like picking out your carpet, find the right carpet for the next 10 or 20 years and uh, and uh, overseed into that dead yard of yours, and you will, by October 1st, if everything goes right and you get a little help from Mother Nature, you will have the most beautiful yard that you can ever imagine. And, you know, Randy, I, 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 I hate to say this, but... The, the the reality is the genetics of, of grass of turf grass are so revolutionarily where do we I guess in a revolutionary way are so much different than they were 20 years ago yep or even 40 years ago and if you think about the average if somebody lives in a house that was built in let's say 1960 and say no that's I know that seems some of us seems like. Hey, I remember you know, 1960. I was born in 1960, but the yeah, point. Well, be, I was five years old in 1960. So 1960. So the reality is, is that the turf grass varieties that were being planted in 1960 are so far removed from what's being grown and planted today, and these varieties. And and, and ladies and gentlemen, what what we're trying to express is these varieties bring so much more um, lower maintenance to your life. And, and what I mean by that is, is these varieties have things called endophytes. These things have more resistance against uh, insects. Um, these varieties are designed to have deeper and better root systems. These varieties are designed to have less thatch in the case of Kentucky bluegrass. Um, and, and one of the things that drives me crazy, Randy, sometimes I go on the new lawns and my God, the thatch is like a—it's like a, a sealy sort of mattress. It's bouncy, and and my—I can take my shoes off, and oh boy, this is nice and soft, and that's not good. That's not good at all, and that comes from the genetics of the grass that was selected for somebody. Well, it is, and the breeders, the turf breeders, uh, uh, are are still coming up with improvements. Uh, you know, you're right. You're, you, Today's varieties are so much improved, not only in, in just cosmetic appearance, but uh, in, in disease resistance, insect resistance, uh, water retention. Uh, a lot of varieties are, are being bred for, for all of these tributes, attributes, and, uh, and, uh, and you truly do get a much more uh, high-tech, modern yard, easier to take care of, uh, fewer problems. Uh, you, you mentioned the endophytes and uh, and the insect resistance to uh, surface feeding insects. Uh, uh, so many things that make this make so much sense. It, you know, people think you're going to be crazy going out there and spraying uh, glyphosate on your yard here uh, today or tomorrow and killing everything. But mm-hmm. with the with the the overseeders that are available today, you know, back in 1960 we didn't have these slice seeders or overseeders, these machines that would easily let you incorporate new varieties of seed into your yard. You'd have to take a sod cutter back in the 1960s and and uh, actually eliminate, you know, remove the whole grass, get down to the dirt. Right, but, right. Uh, but today you can do it. You can rent these things. You can hire uh, your landscaper, your lawn care company to do it. Uh, but, uh, but you can very, very easily incorporate new technology, new seeds into your lawn, uh, and with a little bit of uh, feeding the baby, starter fertilizer, uh, some watering, uh, uh, truly you would have, uh, even uh, no matter whether it was bluegrass or tall fescue or whatever you planted, you would have, uh, if you do it right, you would have a beautiful lawn by probably way before the 1st of October. And, uh, and so very little time is going to pass that your yard is brown and ugly. And you've got such a such a more modern, easy to take care of lawn for the future. It uh, it truly makes a heck of a lot of sense. And uh, now's the time to do it. You can't can't procrastinate. We can't be having this discussion in September. 
because you try to do this in September, and by then it's the 1st of October that you're trying to plant the grass seed, and grass seed doesn't like to be planted uh, uh, after the 1st of uh, right. October, at least in my book. So now is the perfect time to do this if you're going to do it. And that's a very good point. Mr. Tischer, as always, thank you so much for your for your great input and analysis. I hope you have a great grass-growing day. Well, I'm happy today. Today, I like these temperatures. You can just keep these temperatures like this for the rest of the summer. I'll be one happy little camper. But you're not going to do it, are you? Weather says Wednesday, mostly sunny, hot and a bit muggy. Yeah, I know. I said that <laughs> 90 back in the, in the forecast. So, uh I guess I'll enjoy the weekend while it's here, and uh, yeah, and just look forward to fall. I, I'm, the summertime; these, these 90 degree temperatures about kill me. I I just don't do them anymore. Well, somebody this week uh, call, uh, called Kim up and kind of chewed her out and said, "It's almost fall." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I "Looked at the calendar. I said it's July 3rd. How's this almost fall?" Yeah, the first day of summer was what June 21st or something. We're only two or three weeks into in the summer so yeah it's like it's almost fall and i go it's not almost fall no all right mr tisher i hope you have a great grass growing day and uh i'll do it and did you learn anything about picking melons today you know i you told me how to pick my melon when the stem is uh what i don't know half slip and full slip yeah 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 yeah. yeah. and you you don't know I would actually have to have planted a melon (laughs) to have to worry about when to pick it yeah, and I'm a horrible uh, a disappointment to you. I know, but no, you're not. I don't I'd... even have a garden growing, so <laughs> my only garden has got grass on it. That's the only that's the only plant I got in my garden right now. But you're not one of those guys that go to the market when you buy sweet corn and strip every one of them down before you buy it, are you? No, no. But I do go to the market and I grab them and I got my you know little 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 test. Of, you feel it and. Some of them pass the Tisher test and go in a little bag, and some of them go back in the little counter. That's there, right. You feel your corn, right? I'm a master at uh, at cooking corn on the grill, and uh, yep. and uh, and I, I do a pretty good job of, of figuring out which ones are the ones that I want to take home with me. So I'm the same way. I'd always, I always I d- as close to my garden as I get. My garden is. Uh, is right uh, right at the market. That's uh, and that's is. fine. I just trying to say. I just make sure you're not one of those people that that strip your corn. I just yep. I I stripping your corn thing just really irritates me. Just really. Well, you know, my daughter. I, I gave her you know corn that I hand picked, and I said, "Here you go." And she was in charge of cooking and last Sunday, and I I went down on the and she had all the corn stripped, and I said, "What have you done?" <laughs> Then she just gives me that look and says, "Be quiet, father, and let me alone." But, but uh, you know, she, I, you know, I thought, Mark, I thought, you know, after all these years, I had taught her the right way to do things, and yeah, and she still has has her own way of doing things, and <laughs> sometimes she listens, and sometimes she just smiles and does it her own way. It's that's why we raised independent women for us. That's right, <laughs> Mr. Tish, You have a great grass growing day today. Talk to you later. You bet. Bye-bye. You've been in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Zod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457-1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Breaking news, breaking news. The wild and crazy last hour of Garden Talk goes on the air at 8.04 p.m. Eastern. The wild and crazy last hour of Garden Talk starts at 8 o'clock this morning. So stay tuned. 457-1290. What should we do here? Let's go to somebody named Jim. Jim, good morning. Welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I am glorious. How can I help you? Uh, I bought myself a tree rose, and I planted it in a 16 by 16 inch pot. How do I care for this over the winter time? Well, first you got to get to winter. <laughs> yeah, true. I keep dreaming. <laughs> um, the pot that you have it in, does it have drainage in the bottom so the water can get out? Yes, I drilled extra holes, yes. God bless you. Um, no, you'd be surprised how many people that have killed their plants with utter, utter, 
utter unkindness by not having good drainage in the bottom of their pot. Um, first of all, let's talk about what you've got. You've got a grafted plant, Jim, and that plant, yeah, I think that, so, yeah. yeah, that yeah. plant's got a graft, uh, it's got uh, a graft where the roots connect with what they call the inner stem. And that's kind of that little stalk thing. And then you got another graft where the upper part of the rose tree is at. So you got two grafts to protect. And why, uh, why that matters is that those grafts, for most intensive purposes, will probably freeze and die if the temperature gets much below about uh, 10 degrees, 15 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, yeah. So you're going to bury it. <laughs> Okay. Oh boy. I you're gonna dig a in the garage. You're gonna no, you're gonna dig a we're gonna dig a rose grave for that baby. Um uh, this clay soil. <laughs> oh you, you asked for it. I said to you, we gotta get it to fall, get it to fall. You you may not be looking forward to fall at this point in time. But this plant this plant for all intents and purposes needs to be buried. Wow. Um because the problem is is that if you put it in the garage um, it's not going to go through the proper dormancy. Um, two, it's, it's, it's just not going to overwinter worth a hill of beans. So you're going to have to dig a grave and lay it down in the grave or maybe move to Southern California or someplace warm, you know? <laughs> um, can you keep them growing if you bring them inside the house by any chance? Yeah, you, you could know? do it. You could do it that way. You'd have to do a little pruning and maintenance. That's honestly that was my second suggestion was was bring it into the house uh-huh. and use it as a house plant. And if there you go, and you yeah. got a, then you got a whole uh, tree of thorns in your house. So, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, this you could. Yeah, I'm not going to go on that one. No, that's dangerous. Like I said, I'm a mar- I'm not a pl- I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm a plant counselor. So, copy. Okay, sir. Well, sir. Well, good luck to you. you so okay. We, we need you on here seven days a week, sir. Uh, I I would quit. I would not be on here seven days a week. I would quit. I would I would All not right. be on here seven days a week. Okay, I promised you on that. Thank you. you have, have a great day. Take Bye care. Now. Take care, Jim. Bye bye. Four five seven twelve ninety, and uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick break, Mr. Javon. And when we come back, we're going to talk about one of my favorite uh, s- s- small fruits to eat, blueberries. And along with that, Keith's got a question about a particular bush. Wonder what that particular bush's name is, Javon. <laughs> he could be a particular of any type. Four five seven twelve ninety on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven W H I O. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Stockslagers is our name. Since 1959, the Stockslagers family mission is to bring you quality plants at affordable prices. Remember to maintain your growing garden with the necessary nutrients from our complete range of fertilizers. Protect your flowers and vegetable plants from damaging insects. Our knowledgeable staff can recommend the right products from organics to the tried and true brands. We're here for you year-round to serve your gardening needs. Find us in New Lebanon on State Route 35. Stockslagers Greenhouse and Garden Center. David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. In 2011, we built our first outdoor columbarium and in 2015 completed our second. You may be asking, what is a columbarium? A columbarium is a chamber or wall in which urns containing cremations are stored. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. At the James, we know there's no such thing as routine prostate cancer. That's why we bring together experts from a variety of disciplines to analyze your cancer at the genetic level. This approach results in advanced targeted treatments and minimally invasive surgeries, leading to better outcomes, fewer side effects, and more hope. At The James, we go beyond the routine to prevent, detect, treat, and cure your prostate cancer. To learn more, call 1-800-293-5066. 
America's best choice windows and doors is the number one fastest growing window and door company in the Miami Valley. Stop by our showroom at 100 North Sunset Drive in Piqua, Ohio to see our full line of Provia windows and doors or call us for a free quote at 937-570-6785 because your first choice should always be America's best choice windows and doors. American made, American strong, American proud. Thinking about adding a flagpole to your home or business? Creative banners, flags, and poles can help. We specialize in new flagpole sales and installations. Have a flagpole you need replaced or relocated? We handle that too. Take our virtual tour at creativeflags.com to see our full line of products and services. Call us at 461-FLAG or visit our Kettering Showroom at 1006 East Dorothy Lane. Serving the Dayton area for over 40 years. Creative banners, flags, and poles is your full-service flag store. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. The only Dayton station that's watching traffic around the clock. When there's a major problem, we'll give you a traffic red alert every 15 minutes or sooner. Triple Team Traffic is on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody. It's 7.52, eight minutes before Mr. Adi comes on and gives us an update on the region as well as the world. Let's check the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Lots of sunshine today with a high near 83. Mainly clear skies tonight. It'll be a pleasant night, low down to 59. More sunshine for Sunday and getting warmer, a high near 87. I'm meteorologist Josh Poland on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of new live Doppler HD radar is completely clear. We have got a gorgeous sunrise on tap. It's a beautiful 57 degrees here in southwest Ohio on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290. Let's rock and roll. Let's head to Greenville, Ohio, the land of Annie Oakley, and let's go talk to Keith. Keith, good morning, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm well. Good. My, my question is, I've got evergreens. I'm not quite sure what they are, but what I'm looking for is something that can go in between the branches, between the trunks of each tree that can fill a four or five foot hole. Okay. So Uh, you try to find something to give you some screening, screening uh, below, correct? Yes. Yeah. uh, One plant that I may think about is there's a number of, of evergreen and semi evergreen viburnums. Okay. That will hold their leaves and tolerate as long as they can get a little bit of sun. Um, and, and a lot of them are called like Allegheny and willow leaf viburnum. Okay. Uh, another one that would work in that circumstance in most cases is Mahonia. And Mahonia is also called Oregon crepe holly. Some people actually call it Oregon holly, but it's Oregon crepe. Crepe, like you know, like, like it's, it's Oregon grape. It's G R A P E. It's a native to the Pacific Northwest, and as by the way, a neat plant that Lewis and Clark discovered in their their journeys. And it's another one that can tolerate uh, some shade, a lot of shade, and it can get a little bit of height to it and give you a little bit of screening effects. Oh, very good. Okay. Very good. Yeah, my son's out in Northern uh, California. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I asked him. He's an arborist out there in California. Up in uh, northern, up in the northern part. Yeah, he had to move yesterday because of the fire. Yeah, I saw they have a lot of fires up there. Yeah, it's, you know, right. I, I love. I, I'd be the first one to tell you, I I love California. I, I I've spent a lot of time there in the last few years on business stuff. I love California, but I will tell you that. 
the worst part of Cal- California is fires. I mean, they are just absolutely devastating. And when you go into the, a lot of people in Ohio don't, ma- can't imagine how big Cal- California is just a big, big state. Right. And when you get up in these areas where the forest lands are and you see, you know, a million and a half acres that has gone up in smoke, uh, it, it's it's mind boggling. It's just absolutely mind boggling on the scale of what, you know, California's, you know, trees are and the land mass and their agriculture and everything else. But it's it is one of but it's it's you know, you live in a place that, you know, in this particular case it's a dry state. I mean, it's a place where fire Fire is how, how the Western United States, you know, forms new environments. It's been that way for millions of years. And, but unfortunately we, we build houses and want to live there. So. Right. He, well, he, he lives on Mount Shasta. And, oh, does uh, he? Okay. Well, that's where one of his homes are. And wow. he's, he just gets so aggravated about how they handle and do things there that, uh, but right now he's on the Oregon border and he had to move. So he packed up and got out of there because he's right in the line of fire. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's a shame. It, it really is. And he gets so aggravated about how things could be different, how if they handled things differently, they could control it better. And I'm sure you know what I mean. Oh, you, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Well, in the case of California, like, you know, right, even around – you know, a lot of the – the fact is is that, that the underbrush builds up so much – there's there's this constant fuel source and you know there's this thought process by a lot of a lot of environmental activists that we want to have these pristine virgin forests the reality is is these forest systems build up lots of of dead wood and material that's combustible and and when you live in a place that can get dry a lightning strike happens and you have a fire but you know then we build houses and shopping centers and hotels and all this other stuff near these areas with high fuel sources, and if we don't remove the fuel sources, we're going to have a fire. Right. I mean, it's it's to me it's common sense, but sometimes that doesn't rule the day. So he, he gets aggravated at me because I call him a lumberjack, and he said, "No, I'm a tree swinger." <laughs> well, but, tell t- tell your son to be safe, okay? Yeah, I've told him that, and. Uh, yeah. Of course, that's like telling a kid, you know, I'm yeah. catch, you know. Just, just remind him he's he's working in one of the most hazardous, dangerous occupations in North America, and you you definitely need he needs to be careful every day because it's. I'm it's, trying. It, I'm trying to get him back to Ohio, and he said, "No, there's no way." He said, <laughs> "I love it here." I can but understand. Anyway, Listen, Keith. Thank thanks. You, thanks for the call. Okay. I love your. I love it. Thank, thank you. Thank you, and tell your son uh, good luck. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for hour number two of Garden Talk. Chad and Gene staying by because the wild and crazy last hour of Garden Talk shall begin in approximately four and a half minutes. Javon has got his speed dial fingers prepared for a number of numerous telephone calls that will come in with your opportunity to win a $25 gift card to Knollwood if you know what plants I am in the last hour of Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.